Round Guy Radio Sports is brought to you by these great sponsors. Girling Repair of Winfield, Iowa. If your mower is dead, call Fred, your Husqvarna and Aaron's dealer. Wayland State Bank, over 90 years of being community-minded, just like you. Located in Wayland, Winfield, and Mount Pleasant. You need a reliable family car for you or your student. Buckwalder Motors in Wellman has your car. Hinshaw Trailer Sales in Richland, Iowa, for all of your stock, cargo, utility, flatbed, and horse trailer needs. Family-owned for over 40 years. We repair what we sell and don't in our full-time repair shop. B&B Propane and the family of Jet Stops in Burlington, Salem Stub, New London, West Point, Denmark, Houghton, Bonaparte, Milton, Fairfield, and Birmingham. And McDonald Boneyard and Auto Recycling in Kyoto for all of your farm machinery and auto recycling needs. Giant Bane along with Mr. Southeast Iowa himself, Dave Johnson, here on Round Guy Radio. And it's a time for another this week in Round Guy Radio. Dave, who you got for a guest this week? Well, uh, I've got Andy... uh... Kretzinger, the Southeast Iowa Union is going to do the sports, going to give us some spring sports. But our get, our special guest this week is Brad from the uh, Corn Belt Crappie Tour. Uh, they're having their second uh, crappie tournament in Sailorville this uh, Saturday. So he's going to give us the kind of details on that. As that's been a pretty popular feature uh, during spring, as fishing's been pretty hot lately. Well, what what are you? I'm going to throw it back to you. What are you? Uh, uh, what are you promoting this week? Well, I just wanted to say, too, both of those uh, guys are going to be very interesting. Uh, Andy always brings a lot of good information, sports information to the uh, podcast. And uh, looking forward to hearing more on the crappie tournament. Me, I just want to let folks know, remind them that uh, got some good stuff already up on the podcast from last week. Uh, Katie Rodriguez from the Car Doctor. She is the co-owner of the uh, Car Doctor in Washington, Iowa, along with her husband, Alfredo. She shares with the Round Guy Radio Southeast Iowa Today listeners uh, her experience of uh, two cerebellar strokes back in December of 2022 and how she has bounced back from that, doing really well. It's really a great uh, conversation, so I encourage folks to listen in on that. Also, last week was the uh, National Public Safety Telecommunicators Week. That was from April 9th through 15th, and I visited with the uh, 911 supervisor for the Washington County Emergency Communication Center, Kara Sorrell, and Kara Sorrells, and uh, had a great conversation with her. I'll tell you, Dave, that uh, Emergency Communication Center uh, is something out of a movie. I mean, they've got so much high tech going on there in Washington County. It's amazing. So those are things that I've got uh, that I want to encourage people. If you haven't had a chance to listen yet, to please do so. And on uh, last Thursday, April 13th, I went and to uh, listen to Chuck Grassley, Senator Chuck Grassley, at his Q&A at Gingrich Well and Pump Service in Kelowna, Iowa. And uh, in addition to the Q&A, there were probably 55, 60 people at this event. So you get to hear 
their questions and the senator answer those questions. And then I take the Southeast Iowa Today Round Guy Radio listeners on a trip to a press conference, and you get to hear what goes down in that. So those are some neat things that are recent and uh, worth listening to. Well, John, uh, football schedules are out. And, I heard uh, that. So yeah, so we we talked to a lot of the, our favorite coach football coaches for uh, when the classifications come out and speculating who their uh, non-conference games and stuff are going to be. Well, that's all settled and that's all out. Uh, we've already got two uh, coaches. We just did uh, uh, Scotty Melvin uh, just interviewed uh, for the coach uh, uh, Derek Doherty of uh, the Fort Madison Bloodhounds tonight. Uh, uh, he did the Columbus Wildcats, Coach Lequa, uh, earlier. So those are up. So be looking for uh, a lot of football stuff. We're going to, there's a lot to talk about in football. But uh, also, uh, I got a game of the week uh, planned out for us as uh, Jeff uh, Mills from Real Smart uh, Videos is going to partner with us again for another game of the week. It's uh, this one is Sigourney at Waco Soccer. Uh, I feel like we got a pretty good match here, John. These two teams are kind of both uh, expansion franchise, as you might, uh, second or third year for uh, Sigourney. First year for Waco, I think that uh, we'll, we'll have a pretty good uh, 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 event with that. And uh, those uh, uh, pretty much are going to be on YouTube, on Jeff's channel. Uh, just a partnership. I do the audio. He does the video. Kind of condenses it down to about a 15-minute highlight reel. And the last one, was really popular. It was over 300 people watched it. So, uh, well, for for the three people that don't know how to find it on YouTube, where do, where do they have to look? What's well, it, Jeffrey Mills uh, or Real Smart Videos? Uh, would be a way to look that up. Uh, and we, we'll we'll try to get the videos and stuff on there. We haven't quite got the ain't quite figured the technology out on doing it uh, correctly, but we'll we're gonna keep working on that. Uh, but uh, that's Thursday night. We got uh, some uh, a little behind on the uh, athletes of the week, John. So I've got uh, three different kids from three different schools. Are you ready for them? Yeah, let's hear them. Alex Nichols of Meepo. Uh, we had to give it to him because he was the only guy that could find the the goal uh, uh, for the Meepo Waco game, and uh, without that goal, they would have won one to nothing. So we liked. Uh, Give a little shout out to Alex Nickel over there. And uh, also, Kieran Luchin uh, would have been the week before uh, for Waco uh, in their uh, nine goal output uh, against uh, Wapolo. So uh, uh, he's holding the record for the most points scored by, by uh, uh, Waco Warrior in soccer. Uh, Incredible. And uh, also, Killer Cole Kindred of the Kyoto Eagles for his outstanding performance this season in golf as he has been the top Kyoto uh, 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 Eagle in all three of the matches. Uh, they're uh, all undefeated, and he was the overall champion at the last week, and uh, 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 he was also second place overall uh, uh, in the Sigourney meet, so, and, but first uh, among the Kyoto Eagle boys. So, well, uh, we'll have to. By that young man and Arnold Palmer. Yeah, well, he, he's well-deserved. Uh, uh, Cole Kindred, we called him Killer Cole Kindred during the basketball season. He's uh, He did a really good job, uh, and we wanted to, to recognize him and the uh, uh, pride of the Kyoto Eagles there. 
Well, John, that's about all I got. Do you got anything else? I just got one thing, Dave. Stay friendly, Southeast Iowa. All right. Well, stick around. Andy's going to get you up to date with all the uh, all the spring sports. And uh, stay tuned. Brad will tell us all about this probably tournament Saturday. It's time for sports on this week in Round Guy Radio. And we have a guest sports uh, uh, commentator today, one that's very familiar to the program. And it's uh, making his first appearance on uh, this week in Round Guy Radio is Andy Kurtzinger of the Southeast Iowa Union. Welcome to the program, Andy. Hello, hello, hello. All right. Well, your task uh, is to get our listeners up to date on what's going on in sports, I guess, that you're covering. Focus on your area there and just uh, go ahead and rip away. Yeah, for sure. Well, um, we're uh, it's crazy because it seems like it just started, but we're about almost halfway through the spring sports season. And uh, the funny thing about the spring sports is that it starts in uh, in what late March or really just April and May, and they have to squeeze four uh, four sports worth of stuff into two months. Because it's given such a short, uh, short time to to happen, I guess, and um, so we're in the middle. I'll start with uh, track because there's a big track meet tonight at Mount Pleasant. Um, Mount Pleasant track meets, and uh, I'm gonna go there tonight. And uh, we are about a week and a half away from the Drake Relays, which, which of course, all the best uh, high school athletes get to go to, and um, they uh, compete against. Uh, people in every class. It's not a it's not a one a two a three a four a thing, but um, all the best together. And so we've had plenty of qualifiers from our area. Um, we've got plenty of kids that you know are, are kind of towards the top, just off the top of my head. Braden Hartman from Washington has been one of the best throwers, both in discus and in shot put. He made Drake last year. Um, we've got some of the best two hundred meter dashers uh, in the state with. Uh, Washington's Elijah Morris and Mount Pleasant's Will Davidson. Um, uh, Davidson and Avon Trong from from Mount Pleasant are also uh, very high up in the in the long jump. Uh, Winfield Mount Union's Gabriel Hemsworth has been uh, one of the top 400 meter hurdlers. Um, if I keep going, I could keep going and going. Of course, uh, uh, Danielle Hosteller is going to be one of the favorites in the distance events um, at Drake, as she always is. Um, and Mid Prairie is. Uh, in general, should be doing pretty good uh, as a team over there. Washington boys uh, um, should be one of the top teams. Kate Benjamin of New London will be one of the top jumpers, one of the absolute favorites in the high jump. And uh, so we got tons of talent going off to Drake next week, and there's still time to um, qualify. I think they come out with the qualifications at the end of this week. Uh, so the track meets uh, this week are pretty important, but I'll be going down to Mount Pleasant girl boy track meet today and uh we're getting close enough to where we should see some pretty good times today i assume that uh this is going to be a big day in trying to qualify for the drake relays yeah well uh let me ask you uh one of the teams made a lot of noise early in the year was columbus uh i, I know that's one of your schools uh uh give me the highlights of their track season yeah well columbus is doing done uh it's it's been the sprinters really um you know we remember we remember during football season um, and a little bit during basketball, but especially during football season, they just had so much foot speed. Well, that's uh, translated over to uh, the track with Miller and Amagon and, and all those guys. Uh, so the Columbus boys get get a ton of points in the 100 and the 200 and the 4 by one and, 
anything where you're running a short distance. And um, they didn't have a horrible cross-country season either. So what that translates to is um, they're going to be one of the best teams in the sprints. Um, they won the indoor state track title, which is something that New London did last year before winning the outdoor state track title. So um, uh, Columbus is definitely one of our big teams, uh, especially when we get into state later on. So I'll be interested to see how they do over at Drake next week. Yeah, me too. Uh, well, uh, uh, what else is going on in spring sports? Oh, I was at, I was at some soccer last night. I was at Fairfield versus Mount Pleasant. Um, I've been to a Southeast Conference soccer uh, games. I think you had uh, Felisto Guzman on uh, your show uh, the other day to talk about that big win for Fairfield. 6-0 uh, Fairfield over Mount Pleasant. You had a couple goals from Jackson Allen. You had a couple goals from Kate Allen. Um, Fairfield had just lost to Burlington, who had just lost to Mount Pleasant. So Mount Pleasant had beaten a common opponent of the two. So I thought it would be a, a closer game. I think it was uh, – uh, a situation of Fairfield being older in a home, and uh, Mount Pleasant has got some talent, but they're very, very young. And so sometimes when teams are on the road and they're all freshmen and sophomores, they don't quite play up to um, where they've been playing at home. So, um, yeah, the Trojans won that. Um, we've got a couple of ranked teams in, in boys soccer with Fair, uh, Fort Madison and Washington. Fort Madison has continued to be the class of the conference so far, um, but they only beat Washington by one goal. Um, they had to pull away late from Fairfield. And so, um, after Fort Madison, you know, the Washington's Fairfield and Burlington's of the world are not too far behind, but uh, it's a pretty good year in soccer. Obviously we also have, um, in boys, you got Waco playing their first season, Columbus WMU, Mid Prairie and, um, Hillcrest Academy all all hitting their stride here so we've got soccer plenty. It's, it's almost well really it's too much to cover because we look at our soccer slate every day and it's like geez we got a, a lot of stuff going on yeah it's uh and i'm putting together this, this scoreboard show and it's not a not as easy and and i don't have the the broad scope you know but whatever yeah. i put out people are loving it you know uh, yeah uh we're getting really good numbers with with soccer and we're gonna do a round guy game of the week. Uh, uh, this week is going to be in Waco as Sigourney uh, comes to Wake uh, to Wayland, and uh, uh, we're looking at that as a good matchup. And we're going to continue our uh, partnership with uh, Jeff Mills at Real Smart Videos. We're going to provide the audio; he's going to provide the video, and we'll, that seems to be a good partnership. Uh, uh, but uh, golf is one of my favorite ones, and we haven't talked much about that. So, could you? Uh, yes. Uh, yeah, give us what's going on there with golf. Well, I, I, I think I on demon spring right now because Washington is peaking in a lot of these uh, spring sports. Uh, well, I don't, don't even I wouldn't even call it peaking in girls golf because uh, the demons are um, uh, one of the best girls golf teams every single year. If they're not winning state, they're um, competing for it. Um, and McKenna Conrad and Caleb Long have been anchoring that team the last couple of years. They're on top of the world in the SEC. No one's really come close to touching them. Alicia uh, Goff is another uh, player that's usually up there in the in the scoreboard. So uh, last year the Demons made state but didn't didn't uh, get – I don't even think they got top three, I believe, which is rare for them. And, of course, they're bringing about everybody back. So um, they have a, a pretty darn good shot this year. Uh, Fairfield uh, is, is in there. Uh, Mount Pleasant uh, has finally scoring. Last year, Mount Pleasant only had two golfers. 
and the top one here so they can at least score some points. And then on the boys' side, it's been all about uh, Washington. Uh, Rajon Roth and Roman Roth and Drew Conrad. And um, that squad has uh, won their fifth straight SEC uh, conference team. So all the Southeast Conference teams play together. Uh, and uh, they just travel from town to town. And they were in Washington yesterday. Another demon win. Fairfield has come pretty close to Washington uh, a couple times this year. Uh, Max and Sam Wheatner at the top of that um, group for them. And uh, and Dev Eisner as well. So uh, they've come within four or five strokes. But so far it's been Washington, Washington, Washington on the golf course, at least for the big schools. Well, uh, what about tennis? Yeah, and then uh, tennis, we've got uh, – a little fewer teams in tennis than everything else. Uh, along with Fairfield and Mount Pleasant, we have Maharishi. Um, right now, the, the Maharishi teams have been rolling. Um, they're kind of hitting their peak. Um, Boys-wise, the Mount Pleasant boys tennis team is very good. They have not lost in the Southeast Conference. I'm not sure if they will lose in the Southeast Conference. I uh, watched them play Fairfield the other day, which is uh, one of the few teams I think could give Mount Pleasant uh, a challenge, that and Burlington. And uh, Mount Pleasant was able to win all, but I believe two of those, um, they play nine matches in, in uh, tennis. They play six singles and three doubles. So the Mount Pleasant uh, boys looking pretty good in there. And then the, uh, the girls-wise, girls, girls wise, uh, and the Southeast Conference is kind of even. Um, I was at Fairfield and Fort Madison for a little bit yesterday. Fort Madison dipped Fairfield 5-4. to four. Uh, And then later this week, the Maharishi girls, who are 3-0, and oh, uh, will be playing. They play against Mount Pleasant today, actually, if you're listening to this on Tuesday. And then they play uh, at Fairfield on Thursday. So a little crosstown rivalry will take place on Thursday as Maharishi plays against Fairfield High School. And that's always kind of a fun little battle because it's, you know, you don't often see teams from the same town get a go at it, especially if you're a small town like, like Fairfield. So, um, so yeah, and uh, you know, before you know, once you blink, we get into these uh, Drake relays for tennis, and once you blink, you're into the postseason. Or sorry, the Drake relays for track. Once you blink, you're in the postseason for tennis, and then um, and then golf and soccer are not too far behind. So just a couple of weeks here, we'll be we'll be deep into that, and before you know, it, we'll be at state and uh, the regional tournament and all that other stuff. So it kind of wraps up early. It hits you pretty fast. And then before you know it, you're at the end of it. So that's kind of how spring sports go. You know, Maurice used to field a team in about everything, you know, the basketball yeah. team. And and now this is all it is. It's just tennis now, isn't it? Yeah, they're, they've, they're, they've been whittled down to their best sport. Uh, <laughs> yeah. they usually, the, the you know, one of the best teams out, and they for sure were last year and definitely this year, especially the girls. The Maurice girls are quite a step up um, from the rest of the competition we see here um, in the area. So we'll see if either team can get some wins off of them. But, yeah, I used to uh, cover uh, some Maharishi boys basketball. Well, uh, but, uh, yeah, they're down to tennis now. Well, uh, on, a, on a sad note, let's close this out with the uh, Iowa Wesleyan baseball uh, softball report. Yeah. Yeah, well, it is definitely a sad note that they're in the last season, although um, the good news is that Iowa Wesleyan softball, um, they had a huge weekend this weekend. So they played in what's called the Continental Athletic Conference Classic. And what that is is that in the conference that they're currently in, that they'll kind of finish their their uh, school off in, is a conference with teams from all around the country. And so everyone has to get together in one area 
and play a lot of games. And it just so happened that Iowa State got a host this weekend, and so they played four games in the CAC. And I think Iowa State had won about nine games all season coming in, and they uh, um, they won all four this weekend. So they're now four and zero in the CAC. They beat Crowley's Ridge a couple times. Uh, they beat Haskell and Nations, and then I believe Arkansas Baptist. So um, the baseball teams had a little bit of rough luck with weather and stuff. They haven't got a lot of games in, but. Um, it's a good time to be an Iowa fan softball fan, and they're putting themselves in a position where they could get into the CAC tournament, which, of course, can turn into a NAIA tournament burst. So they kind of show that they're one of the best teams in their conference, which is nice because they had a, a rough patch there uh, early in the season as far as non-conference goes. Over 100 years of uh, Iowa Wesleyan uh, athletics, it comes down to uh, this baseball season, I'm assuming, maybe some golf after that. Yeah, and there's only about 10, 10 or 12 days left in the regular season. So, you know, here in two weeks, we'll be seeing the, uh, uh, hopefully the start of the postseason run. But if not, it'll be the last, definitely the last home uh, games in the history of Iowa State Athletics. Uh, I believe that nine days away, uh, the softball team hosts Cannibal LaGrange uh, in their last games. And then uh, baseball's uh, right around there, too. So it is kind of sad, and it's kind of sad that it, it's really creeping up on us fast. Well, we should do a, uh, a Remember Iowa Wesleyan Athletics uh, show. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great, actually. All right. Well, thanks uh, for giving us the sports, Andy. Yeah, thank you. Well, we're talking Corn Belt Crappie Trail with Brad Thomas. Welcome to the program, Brad. Hey, how's it going? Thanks for having me on again. We have a uh, we have a, a an event at Sailorville. This is the number two event uh, uh, this season. Uh, uh, what's what? Just let our listeners. Uh, uh, what what's going on with that tournament and how to get in? Or how to get in and how they can follow it? Sure. So it's going to be April 29th, and it's going to be at the main Lakeview boat ramp. And uh, we fish from seven to three. Weigh in. We'll be at four, and we'll do live well checks about six a.m. And uh, you can register for the tournament at www.cornbeltcrappie.com dot org and that's only 80 bucks per person or per team and if you don't have a membership it's 20 dollars per person per year yeah so uh how many boats are we looking at for this tournament well right now we have eight eight boats registered as of now um i would say we'll have around 20 or more yeah uh well, and, and let's talk about the weather. Um, I, I, I'm thinking maybe 70 degrees. Yeah, that's what it's looking like. Um, you know, weather's change all the time, but it's looking really good right now, which is great because we were a little scared when we were putting it on the schedule. We're like, man. But, uh, yeah, the weather looks great. And, I mean, the fishing is on fire right now. So the, the males already got their tuxedos on, and uh, it's going to happen real fast and furious. So you think the crappie are spawning right now? I I don't think they're spawning as of yet, but uh, I think they're getting darn close. So maybe by the weekend you think it might hit? Uh, yeah, probably. We lost you there, bud. Okay. Go ahead. So, yeah, on the spawn, you know, it's you just really never know. And... I would say we we are just darn close to it right now. So I'm hoping I'm hoping my fingers are crossed that uh, they're spawning during our tournament, and I think they will be. 
Well, so, according to my refrigerator and all my uh, pictures I look at on Facebook, it seems like the fish are biting. Uh, what do you know about that? Oh, man, the fish are, the fishing is just on fire right now. I mean, you can catch it from the banks right now. You can catch them from, you know, your boat. I mean, they're just all over the place. So, which is a great thing. You know, we should have some really good weights. Um, pretty excited about it. You know, I, I'm thinking big fish might go over. 2.5 this tournament so looking forward to it well we had a, a bunch of warm days in a row and then we had this really cold uh, uh, day yesterday with all the the snow mixed in and, and everything and then uh, uh not too warm today uh what's that going to do to the fishing and then uh, uh as as the temperatures rise again uh, uh is it going to pick right back up again or, or where are we at yeah, so usually during, you know, if you just have like one day cold front, you know, that's going to drop that water temp just a little bit, but it's not going to drop it like a ton, right? So what what I would say what's going to happen, yeah, like right after a cold front, yeah, it's going to slow down. But, you know, if we get a couple days there with uh, some warm weather, it, it's really going to just, it, the fish are just going to go crazy, you know, because that water temp's going to go up. You know, last time I checked, the water temp up at Sailorville is around, you know, 58, 59. And, you know, if we get a couple of days in the, you know, 70s, it's going to go up at least five degrees. So, plus we're having longer days with sun, so that's good. Yeah, more sun, uh, hopefully a little less wind. That last time you you, you about had to be a, a Vietnam combat vet to get out of it. <laughs> but but you might have a, 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 a walk in the park this time, huh? Yeah, yeah, that's what we're hoping, and uh, I think that's going to happen, which is great. You know, and, you know, I've heard a lot of reports from Sailorville that there's a lot of stuff, you know, debris floating around in the waters, and, you know, it's low because they're doing a survey on there. That's just on the north side. So, yeah, it, it's going to be shallow on the north side, but the rest of the lake is pretty good. Yes, we're going to have debris floating, but it's, you know, people are saying, oh, you can't fish it. Yes, you can. We've had many fishermen fish it already, and I've been talking to them. And, uh, you know, you can also fish Big Creek, too, for this tournament. So, and you know, it, it's looking pretty good right now. So, Well, uh, Nick won last time, and he's going to be in this, and he's going to be in his uh, home ballpark there. Uh Yep. Who, who, who else do we got that's going to try to make a run at this that we know is going to be there? Well, I know uh, Jared and Brandon Simpson will be there. Uh, they're a partner team. That's their home lake also. So, uh, you know, I think it's going to be interesting. You know, th this lake is, you know, it's pretty close to, you know, Des Moines. So it's it's going to... It's going to be interesting. You know, I don't think there's going to be just one person just run away from it. Uh, this lake is fishing a little bit different than it usually is. So I think it's going to make the – I'd say anybody could win this tournament. just depends on if you put all your cards in a row correctly, right? So – and you got to fish clean. You know, that's the hardest thing to do. So. And Des Moines kind of – you're no matter where you live in Iowa, you know, you can get to Des Moines. You know, oh, yeah. so I think yeah. you might be able to attract some, some, uh, uh, you know, fishermen, uh, that this might be one of the closer ones for them, but, uh, well, uh, got any sponsors to talk about? Uh, you know, I'll just talk about our biggest ones right now, you know, Jinko fishing and B&M fishing 
and slab crazy outdoors is one of our new ones uh those are our top three right now and uh you know the biggest thing about our tournaments we're always going to give away free product from our sponsors so just just in case you don't win or you have a bad day you can still walk away with something in your hands which is great all right well uh brad uh what time does everything start so we're you know live well checks going to start at six uh we'll we'll do fishing hours usually eight hours long and we'll usually go with safe light i like to go to from seven to three and then the weigh-in will be on facebook live at 4 p.m okay so how can and that that weigh-in that's really fun to watch uh how can our listeners follow that yeah so you just go to our facebook page which is corn belt crappie trail and uh follow us or like us that way you get a notification when we go live then you can watch it you know and that's really cool because that way everybody that you know maybe can't get to the weigh-in or whatever can get on our facebook page and watch that that goes live at four o'clock and uh you know we have a speaker and everything so you can hear us so but yeah definitely get on there and check it out you know you never know you might you might see a big fish that you know didn't you didn't think existed in sailorville but it does (laughs) so well uh after the after the, the you wrap that all up, uh, uh, you're gonna get we're gonna get a, a call from you for an overview yep. of, of how everything went, and then we're gonna get the, the I'll put an episode together with you and the the, the third and se- second place finisher, and we'll give a episode to the winner like we did last time. That worked out really good. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, and you know that that really helps out the other fishermen too. You know, because hey, if you if you're thinking about taking a trip to one of these lakes. Hey, you might pick up something that you never knew, you know, like, hey, blue and chartreuse is the color, right? You just never know that unless you watch or listen to the to your podcast. Yeah, you're going to hear hear about the depth that they catch it in, the lures that they catch it in, you know, uh, the time of day that they catch it in, the weather conditions. Because uh, uh, you'll find yourself in those depths and those weather conditions if you fish enough, you know. And, oh, absolutely. And, uh uh, and it changes week to week. So, uh, <laughs> yes, uh, but, it does. <laughs> well, thanks for being with us, Brad. It's Corn Belt Crappie uh, Trail uh, episode two, I guess, or 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 stop two on the on the tour. Uh, yep. And uh, you can hear it here on Round Guy Radio. Thanks for being with us, Brad. Hey, thank you. Round Guy Radio Sports has been brought to you by these great sponsors. Girling Repair of Winfield, Iowa. If your mower is dead, call Fred, your Husqvarna and Aaron's dealer. Wayland State Bank, over 90 years of being community-minded just like you. Located in Wayland, Winfield, and Mount Pleasant. You need a reliable family car for you or your student. Buckwalder Motors in Wellman has your car. Hinshaw Trailer Sales in Richland, Iowa. For all of your stock, cargo, utility, flatbed, and horse trailer needs. Family owned for over 40 years. We repair what we sell and don't in our full-time repair shop. B&B Propane and the family of Jet Stops in Burlington, Salem Stub, New London, West Point, Denmark, Houghton, Bonaparte, Milton, Fairfield, and Birmingham. And McDonald Boneyard and Auto Recycling in Kyoto for all of your farm machinery and auto recycling needs.